The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is Ira Wolf. I'm awaiting my co-host, uh, Keith. Uh, hopefully he will be on the air shortly, but uh, welcome back uh, to Geek Skeezers and Googleization and to the uh, Googleization Nation for everybody who's part of my community. Uh, for those who aren't and you want to get reminders about this, about updates, uh, new announcements, uh, special programming, uh, please go to googleizationnation.com. It's free. You can subscribe. All we need is your first name and an email and you'll be on board and then you'll get updates for this. You can also uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Ira Wolf, and uh, you'll get updates there. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash success performance solutions. So appreciate uh, everyone being here. Uh, we've got a great topic today. Um, I, In addition to what we usually talk about, technology, ex pace of change, acceleration, uh, human resources, hiring future of work, all those sort of things. Hey, Keith, how are you? Good, so, good to see you. Um, so one of, but one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is some of the consequences of that, uh, which is burnout. And we have a burnout prevention expert, and he learned that from being a burnout survivor. Uh, mm former corporate guy, and uh, his uh, experience was uh, a few years ago. He talks about, uh, he actually has a book of that. It's called 369 Days, How to Survive. And throughout those 369 days, he experienced a heart attack, lost his job, lost his car, and had his house foreclosed. So, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you talk about uh, when it rains, it pours. But one of the things about Michael, Michael Levitt, who will, who will join us shortly, is Michael, um, unfortunately, there's millions of people that are experiencing the same thing this year. Yeah. Some of from the economy, some of some of the things we talk about, they didn't keep up with their skills, companies closing, fast, fast pace of change, all that stuff we would have talked about prior to March, February. And then you throw a pandemic on top of it, and it, it's just exacerbated it. So um, we're going to talk about what you can do about it. And uh, again, we're, you, you talk about a, a survivor is, is doing quite well. And, and uh, you know, basically, whether you're an individual or you're the leader of a company and uh, who isn't feeling pressured, you know, it goes back to the old network uh, movie, um, you know, that screaming uh, I'm, i just drew a blank on what his name was but yet yelling out the window you know i i, I can't take it anymore 
I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's really incredible to think how much more burnout can be playing a factor inside of businesses. Even if you aren't employed, I think that if you think about the, the differences in behavior and, and interaction and stress and, oh, my goodness, what if you have four and six-year-olds that are now living with you as you work from home in an environment where you're not comfortable with, like this whole encompassing element of what burnout can be, I think is a very, very important element because I don't know how many people realize how close they are to being burnt out. And no, I love that. I mean, you know, being stressed, um, you know, stress is, is, is a normal human reaction. I mean, if we didn't have stress, we'd be dead. I mean, the reality is, is that's what keeps our body moving. So we always need some level of stress going on. But then there's unhealthy stress. And then and then there's a limit. And each of us has a, has a different level of different level uh, of stress, a different baseline that we can tolerate. And then different things stress us out. So you put all those things together and not everybody who's stressed out is burnt out. Not everybody. Who, but some people who are burnt out probably have or are depressed. I mean, it's actually, I, I won't say more serious than burned out, um, but those are all the things we're going to be talking about Michael uh, with. And, and again, he, he, uh, he, he's got it, I won't say under control, um, but he, he understands the scope of this. And, uh, you know, our goal today is to, to help us help you get to the future of work. I mean, we can talk about here's what it's going to be like and here's what you have to do to change. But if you're burnt out and depressed, you're not getting there. Uh, it's as simple as that. I don't get technology can't reduce that part. <laughs> at, the, at the risk of plugging my own company, that's precisely why I created LifeWork Integration. You know, my value prop, if you would. Uh, I know I talk a lot about the ROI shop, but truth is, is that my passion project is LifeWork Integration, and my goal is to help people turn stress into a competitive advantage. I mean, the best metaphor I could offer is that music. As pleasant as it may sound in an opera or a um, classical symphony, every piece of instrument has been pulled and stretched and really totally torn and twisted so that it can produce the right sound. And then you have all the people that move within that orchestra that are training and grinding away and hurting their knuckles and their fingers and all of their throat, like all of these things. The right stress produces amazing things. It's when we have the wrong kind of stress, which we're going to talk about, that really brings it down. But, it, but even the right stress, I mean, as the example is, I, I can't think, uh, you know, again, people who, what, well, Eddie Van Halen, who just died, you know, they said, I mean, he obviously had a lot of other issues going on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, because of, of, of how he played the guitar, he literally developed the sixth digit on, on, his, on his one hand. Um, now, whether that's healthy or not, you know, we, we can go from there. But you, you think about ballet. I mean, one of the more, you know, I'm, I'm not a ballet person, but uh, when you think about the art with that, and then you find the stress, the physical, mental, emotional stress of ballerinas, of people who mm -hmm. are, who, who live in that world. Um, so even though while that's helping individuals, other people, meditate and come down and observe the beauty and, and maybe relaxing the people that are doing it are pretty stressed out Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's pretty tragic so you got a lot of uh, things going on uh we're going to talk at the, the end of the show about that um anything else big exciting in 
No, uh, funny you know, enough, just, we won't talk about the election, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all things considered, let's wait for me to the end here because I think we're we're right on time to bring them in after your updates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's uh, we're going to bring on Michael Levitt. Um, he is the founder of Breakfast Leadership. Uh, he's written a few books. Uh, the, the one that he highlighted to me and which caught my attention was 369 Days, How to Survive. Uh, and uh, Michael, welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Great to be with you today. Thank you so, so much. You had quite a journey. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was, um, but you look like a relatively young guy. I know you're younger than me. Uh, but uh, you you had, I think I was right on the details. You experienced the heart attack, lost your job, lost your car, and, um, and had your house. I don't know if it officially foreclosed or you just got the notices, but all within one year. <laughs> Which is yep. a lot. Fortunately, it didn't happen the year of COVID, but that got it when the tipping point. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it took place. Uh, it started off in 2009 and wrapped up in 2010. So oh, it, 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 yeah, it, it, it 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 happened during the Great Recession. Yeah. So in in where I was at, I uh, was in Windsor, Ontario, across the border from Detroit. And if we all remember, the auto sector was about an inch away from being dead in the United States. So there wasn't a lot of work. Um, around after I lost my job after the cardiac event. So it required me to do a lot of uh, job searches and going on interviews. I kind of felt like the Buffalo Bills because they kept coming up second on interviews. <laughs> and uh, so I, I can relate with the Bills and, and their fans. Yeah, it was it was a little while ago that they were, you know, losing to Dallas and everybody else. But uh, yeah, it was um, I was getting frustrated, but finally I ended up finding a role in in Toronto, uh, which required a relocation and you know, leaving a community of around a quarter million to the greater Toronto area, which has a little over seven million slight adjustment in commute time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about that journey. Uh, obviously, those things were happening. You're caught up in the moment. Um, what, what, you know, when, I, I guess, when did you recognize that you were burnt out, um, that the world was collapsing around you? I mean, what were, you know, that that ha had to be in, in your own, that had to be in a, an own personal journey. Um, so what, what, what was that, what was that like? Because I'm sure there are, as I said, millions of people that are probably in the same boat. The boat as you are. Yeah, what happened to me is uh, in 2007, I was brought on as a, ironically, a healthcare executive for a startup healthcare organization. And I was working from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week, pretty much for two years. Uh, it, it was a startup. And for many people that are launching their own business, yes, there is some long hours. However, you still need to take breaks. And I didn't. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't getting proper sleep. Uh, um, I just wasn't living my life as well. When I realized that I was burned out was actually when the cardiologist is telling me in the hospital that I was very fortunate to be alive uh, because the heart attack that I had, I had two blockages in my left interior descending artery, which people refer to that artery as the widow maker. Normally, if you've got blockages in that artery and you have a heart attack, you don't survive. Here we are in 2020. I've survived, thankfully. But it, it, it's funny, one of the things you mentioned on onset is my experiences back then, I see a lot right now with a lot of people. And it scares me because 
burnout is something you do not want to flirt with, it can kill you uh, if if it's severe enough. And if you don't address it and get ahead of it, uh, it can be really problematic. Now, I did, unfortunately for me, and this is the case with a lot of people, they don't recognize that they're burned out because they don't understand the signs of burnout and what to look for. They just feel fatigued, worn out, stressed, maybe numb. They might feel just numb to the world and not motivated to do anything. And that yeah. those are warning signs as well. So I, there's two questions that, that are in my mind, and these are, and, and I'll probably lead into what you're going to talk about. One is how do I recognize, or you know, how, how would one recognize like mild case of burnout from serious, you know, <laughs> because we rationalize, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Like, well, everybody's experiencing it's a tough year. And, you know, people try to rescue you is, hey, you've had a heart attack, you lost your job. No wonder. It's okay. You'll get through it. So when's the, it's a fine balancing act. So that may be the second part of the question. The first part is, is what, what are the signs of burnout? How, how do I know other than just being stressed out? The common signs of burnout is if over a prolonged period of time, you're not sleeping well. So you're not getting that restful sleep, which is really problematic from a mental and physical health standpoint, because no matter how healthy we live our lives, we still do damage to our bodies on a daily basis, whether it's the food we consume, the air we breathe, the content we consume on the news. There's a lot of negativity in the world. So uh, we, we if you consume that, it weighs on you and you're you're processing it and it causes stress when you sleep and you get good sleep your body can start repairing that damage that the stress has done if you don't get good sleep then today's damage gets piled on to tomorrow's damage and then the next day and the next day and then you get clogged arteries like i had another sign of it is if you're more irritable than you normally are now you might be just an irritable person by nature or you could be really jovial but if you notice that you're more irritable with people with whether it's your loved ones your kids your bosses you're, you're short fused for some reason that's a big sign a big sign for me that i completely ignored was a lack of motivation and i'm not talking about you know it's monday morning i got a drag into work i'm tired no this is motivation or motivation to do things that you really enjoy doing at the time when i was down in the windsor area i was a season ticket holder for the detroit tigers this was during the time when they were going to the world series and not horrible like they are right now you know i i was at the game when maglia Ordonez hit the home run to put them into the world series and of course you know they lost to the cardinals in in 06 but that's during that period of time that's when my burnout started going and by t- late 2008 i quit going to the games i've loved baseball since the 70s my first career in public accounting was because of baseball cards because i was intrigued on how they figured out the era and batting average on people so that, that was that you know i jerry royce was the first baseball card i got from a 1977 tops card i have that card um, so it's 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 one of those things that it was important to me. I stopped going to the games, wow. and that is a warning sign. When you stop doing things that you love doing because you're tired or you're just not motivated to do it, that's a real big sign. And another one I see a lot, especially in the workplace, is if you start making a lot more mistakes than you normally do or you're forgetful, you feel in a daze where you're like, I, I don't remember where I put my keys or I don't remember where I parked. And this is something that's just ongoing where it just starts getting really problematic. And so those are some common signs that I see with people that are burned out. Michael, you know, it's it's very, um, I think, serendipitous or, or uh, uh, worthwhile for me to be talking to you about this with Ira because Ira was sitting next to me. This is when him and I met. Uh, my first 
approach to telling the world about what I call life-work integration, which is the opposite of work-life balance, was when Ira and I first met years ago. And what I experienced was I was, my ex-wife, my now ex-wife moved out and I was in this job that I just was not enjoying. The people I worked for were not my kind of people. I had to make career changes to be around my children more. And I was visiting a whole lot of companies. And when I tell you nine out of 10 people I met with, whether they were the business owner or the warehouse manager or someone in between or wherever, most people seemed like what you described. They were tired. They didn't really care about whether or not things were, there was just this lack of pure appreciation. And while I I was certainly getting beat up on the work side of things, I was much more capable. I was learning things on my own, which is what led me down my path to, to rehabilitate. But I didn't have any kind of health issues or anything like that. It was just my just pure observation of how many people Maybe now you, you might be able to add to this, but how many people do you think are on their way to some variety of burnout or do you think they've already gotten there? Well, Monster.com just did a survey a couple of months ago that indicated that of the people they surveyed, 69% of workers identified as being burned out. Sure. So seven 69%. out of 10. 69%. So seven out of 10 people in your organization right now, if those statistics are correct, are burned out or approaching burnout. And it's a huge, huge, I like to say it's a pandemic within a pandemic. It's a huge problem. And with COVID-19 and people working from home and working remotely, and so many people not ever doing that before. I mean, that was a big learning curve for a lot of people. And as you alluded to before, some of them may have their partners or spouses with them, their kids. Congratulations, you're a full-time school teacher now too. Right. You throw all those things into the mix. And oh, by the way, school is the same time as work. And we forgot that, but, but now we're like, oh, wait, how do I teach my kids be on the Zoom call for their class, but then also use that same computer to be on my Zoom meeting at one o'clock to go over Q4 deliverables. How's this all going to work? And yeah. you know, juggling all of that. And we, we've lost the the art form of the commute. And I know a lot of people hated their commute as much as they hated their job, but we, we found in NordVPN did a study earlier this year that indicated Americans on average are working 20% more hours than they did before the pandemic. And when I first heard that stat, I, I kind of laughed and said, hey, somebody finally found that 27-hour clock we've been looking for. Awesome. But they traded their commute time to work. So instead of getting up and getting ready and going to work, they get up and they start working. And they don't have the visual cues to take breaks. So they're not they're not really taking breaks. They're sitting on their couch or at the dining room table or somewhere else and working and working and working and shifting from, okay, to school, do this, meeting, Zoom meeting, this, this, this. And next thing you know, it's nine o'clock at night. They haven't eaten dinner yet. They really mm-hmm. haven't taken any breaks. And they're doing this day after day. And it's piling up and causing a lot of stress. Not only it's going to be amazing to see how many people need physiotherapy because they're not working in ergonomic settings in their home uh, to just the stress of everything else that's going on. And, and one of the key things with burnout is you feel that stress is coming at you from every angle. No full situation and not good. Of course, tossing in a pandemic, we don't know when this thing's going to end. In the U.S., 
there apparently is an election coming, so there's stress around that. Doesn't matter which political party you affiliate with, it's a stressful period of time right now. And then work in all the dynamics of what's been going on for the last seven months, which feels like seven centuries, it's really creating a lot of havoc. And, and unfortunately, people aren't spending the right amount of time to take care of themselves first. And I think that's, you know, to give a clue as to what you can do with burnout is you got to take care of yourself first. And, and it's not just yoga and meditation, although if you want to do that and it helps you, by all means, do it. But there's other things that people aren't doing right now that they really should. And it would really help ease this burnout situation that we're facing. So, Michael, it's interesting because you, you talked about the scenario of, of you know, assuming you had a job. You know, now we got the 27, 27 hour workday or, or, you know, I, I've got the, the I've got the 30 hour workday and the eight hour an eight day a week. Uh, which Keith knows, uh, but I, I love what I do. I mean, half the time it's, people are saying, why are you working so hard? And to me, it's, it's a lot of it's hobby. A lot of it's just creating and writing and doing things. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got a life as well. But one of the things that happens is there's a lot of people that don't have work. So they're getting up and they've got to take care of their kids. Uh-huh. They've got to teach. They've got to do the other tasks. They may be a caregiver. They may have parents. They're doing all these things. And on top of that, don't have the job right? and may not have the health. Uh, so what are some of the things that, I mean, how do you help people? I mean, obviously, it's good to recognize that we got the problem. So yeah. we now recognize that most of us recognize that we COVID is a problem. Right. Okay. But what do we do about it? So. The, the key things is one, and I alluded to it before, is you have to take care of self-care. And a lot of times people hear self-care, they think, okay, Yoda or Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Yoda too. <laughs> oh yes, he would guide us. Um, yoga, meditation, uh, those are all good. But uh, I define self care as doing things in life that you enjoy doing that bring you happiness and fulfillment and joy in your life. For example, I live really close to a nature trail, so I try nice ravine and you, sometimes there's ducks there and i feed them duck food i went to a pet food store and say what can i safely feed these wild ducks that won't harm them and they said feed them that so i keep a bag with me if i see them there i'm feeding them i did that as a kid too so it's a kind of a return enjoy that it doesn't cost me anything other than maybe a half an hour of my time. And when people are burned out, they stop doing things that they enjoy. Even during this pandemic right now, there are still things that we can do, whether it's going for a walk, uh, for a drive, in certain, wherever you happen to live, you may still be able to you know, go have coffee with a friend. Obviously, you know, maintain physical distancing and all that good stuff, but don't, put those things to the side schedule those things first and i think that's a big problem i see no schedule that first because work will find time on your calendar i guarantee it work will find any the normal day-to-day routines that we're all responsible for those will fill up your days pretty quick so you need to figure out when you're going to do something and schedule it as if it's the most important meeting you've ever had with your boss because in life you're the boss of your life is you and don't delegate that you need to take care of yourself first i alluded to the sleep 
get the right amount of sleep. Make sure mm -hmm. that your room temperature is optimal for you. If you sleep with someone, it is statistically impossible for you two to agree on the room temperature. So you're going to have to negotiate what that temperature is. But the right all of those things squared away. Uh, keep the smartphone and the television out of the bedroom, please, uh, because blue glasses to kind of cut on the lights. It's still tricking your brain to say, hey, it's light out. I have to stay awake. So get those completely dark. Invest in a sleep mask. You'll be able to sleep better. It takes a while to get used to if you're not used to wearing one. But once Again, it gives your body that ability to repair the damage we do to ourselves. Um, and then secondly, I know that this is probably repeating from what a lot of people say, but be more active and eat better. Uh, I always recommend people to work with a nutritionist and a dietitian to find out the food intolerances. And it's good to find the foods that work best for you to give you the natural energy that you need to be able to feel healthy. Because if you feel good and you're not, you know, bogged down by, you know, gut problems and things like that, which can lead to stressful problems as well. If you're feeling good and your body's processing food the way it should, that gives you a lot of opportunities to help keep your stress at bay. And and be aware of how you feel. And one of the things that my physician told me shortly after my cardiac event was you're going to be more in tune with yeah. from time to time. So, Michael, we're up. Uh, we're just about ready to take a break here. Um, but and, and again, very, really insightful and helpful uh, as, a, as I'm going through there. I'm thinking about different uh, chapters in my life when, uh, you know, we I could have called it burnout. And then there's other parts that I did everything that I wasn't supposed to do, but I felt that I was, you know, I, I was riding high. So, you know, was living on four or five hours of sleep, um, but I couldn't wait to get up in the next morning. It was part of it is I didn't like to sleep because I enjoyed what I was doing. So, mm. I get, uh, you know, sometimes is this taking when you went through the list of symptoms, sometimes it took me back to my first years in, in, in dental school, which we took with medical students. Uh, and they listed all the symptoms from every disease. And all of a sudden you had everyone. Uh, so <laughs> it, 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 it's not that everybody is burnt out. I mean, obviously, there's sort of physical signs and mental signs and emotional signs of burnout. And just because you have some of these symptoms, there's not it may, eventually it catches up obviously if you're running on you know I, I i now couldn't run on four or five hours of sleep 10 years later uh but 10 years ago it was and it was fine so obviously our our bodies take a toll you know on that on that at some point but we're going to take a quick break uh you're listening to the geek skeezers and googleization show i'm here with my my co-host keith compagna uh, i'm ira wolf and our guest today is michael levitt uh, who wrote a book, 369 Days, How to Survive. Uh, we will be right back in just uh, about a minute and a half. Hiring top talent shouldn't be left up to the roll of the dice. And yet, that's exactly what many organizations do. They roll the dice, cross their fingers, and pray for a better outcome. Hiring the right employees the first time is much too important and way too costly to leave to a game of chance. Your employees and your customers deserve better. For 25 years, Success Performance Solution has been helping small and medium-sized businesses hire smarter. They offer pre-employment and leadership assessments from typing and data entry to C-suite competence. Whether it's production, sales, healthcare, call centers, or management, Success Performance Solutions can help. 
visit their website at www.successperformancesolutions.com to schedule a free demo or call 800-803-4303. Hey, welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm Ira Wolf here with Keith Compagna, my co-host, and Michael Levitt, the author of 369 Days and a Burnout Survivor and a Prevention Specialist. I guess is, uh, I'm not sure what the, the correct term is. Uh, we had a boatload of comments. Obviously, I, I expected that people would be interested in burnout. Um, so one of the questions is, and I thought this was interesting, uh, how fast can you make changes to avoid, you know, crashing? <laughs> uh, actually, the changes can happen pretty quickly, you know, by implementing better sleep habits, uh, eating healthier, getting more activity in your life, um, boundaries around your time. I think that's a big thing that we didn't really touch on is making sure that you schedule your days the best that you can. Uh, I, I use a digital calendar. People can use paper calendars as well. But I tell people that self-care that we all need to schedule on a calendar one of the key things you can do as well is color code it. And for the self-care, use your favorite color. And the reason why I ask you to do that is because our brains are used to seeing our favorite color. So when you look back over the last week or the last month or the last quarter, if you don't see enough of your favorite color, that's a warning sign that you might be you're not spending enough time on taking care of yourself. So you can actually... You can stop the burnout pretty quickly. The, the deeper work, however, is figuring out why you burned out in the first place. What were the behaviors, your thoughts, your habits that led you into this burnout situation that uh, so many people are facing? Yeah, I, I think it's fundamentally, Michael, the, the awareness needs to take place first. I need to understand that I'm not happy. So what is it that I could be doing differently? For me, it was focus on my kids, right? It was get fresh air. It was minimize the distractions. And all of these things are habits that take a little bit of time. But the biggest habit that I that helped me personally, and I'm curious to get your feedback, is self-forgiveness, patience, those kind of soft skills, Ira, that we talk about in an organization, right? You know, it's it's those the, being recognizing that maybe right now I actually feel like I'm stressed. So maybe I'm just going to step away from the work, or I'm going to take a quick five minute walk to to not yell at my significant other or a coworker. Little things like that. But I think to me, for me, and for what I've seen out there, it starts with up here. I completely agree. The, you have to love yourself because you don't spend any more time with anybody else on the planet except yourself. And you have to be non-judgmental for past decisions or decisions you've made. They were the best decisions at the time. You know, they, they seem like the right idea and maybe it didn't work out well. And that's that's what life's all about is we, we make choices. Some work out well, some are a little bit more challenging, but you have to really love yourself first. And then I love what you said about, you know, taking stock and doing a check-in. And, uh, and this is something I do with myself all the time. And it ties in with that calendar thing of making sure I see a lot of my favorite color on my calendar. I, every day I look and I, I check and I go, okay, how am I doing today? It's like when you ask somebody, how are you doing today? I'm asking myself, 
you know, what am I feeling right now? How, how, you know, how do I feel physically? Am I, am I feeling any anxiety or stress? Do I feel down about anything? Am I happy about how today went? What, what's going on? How's my day look? Am I, did I overcommit myself today? Is there anything that I can move potentially? Um, and because we are in control of how we spend our time and it's, doing those daily check-ins really helps. And I'm a big fan of journaling as well. And I highly recommend people not only journal how their days are going, but utilize a food, a food journal as well. And the reason for that is if you document how you're feeling on every day and you look at your food, that's where you could discover some food intolerances. Like, well, I don't feel really good. Okay. What did I eat this week? And then you look at the menu that you had, you're like, okay, maybe (laughs) something here. I mean, some of it's obvious. If for example, if, if your diet this week consisted of talking into a microphone, driving around the corner and paying and getting a Brown bag, just saying that might impact your well-being um, if, if that's you know the prolonged diet choice for you. I'm not knocking those things. Moderation is best in anything you do. But when I had my cardiac event, I mean that was that was my diet choice: breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a long time. And obviously, um, that contributed to my poor health and led to my my worst case scenarios. You know, th- there's. As I'm listening to you, you know, and one is, um, you know, as a professional, you had a career, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that are, are, are really challenged by this. I mean, they're literally wondering, they can't afford the brown bag, they can't afford to go down and even buy that. And they've got kids and everything else to worry about. So there's, there's different levels of stress. But what I like about what you said was, even as simple as color coding a paper calendar, even if it's a, a reminder just to take a 15 minute break, to go for a walk, to, to go down and, and feed the ducks, uh, you know, that's really important. And, and you know, one of the things with, with COVID is we were pretty avid gym goers. So every day it was like I forced that. That was the end of my day. So, you know, we we'd get up and we'd go down to Planet Fitness. And obviously that's been disrupted and we haven't we've opted not to go back. But I replaced that with an hour walk, you know, go out for three, four and, you know, it's been nice. I don't know what will happen in the winter. Um, but basically up to this point is going, you know, having that walk is really been refreshing. Mm-hmm. It really has. Uh, and again, it's not the same level of exercise, but it's it's different. But it, even when I went to the gym, we had what is 15 minute drive down, 15 drive, minute drive back. And then it was like, OK, how long are we going to stay there? And you go from machine to machine. It wasn't necessarily relaxing. Now I just put on a headset and walk out for an hour. Yeah, you know, it's good that you're doing that activity. And the thing with the winter as well, and like masks or hate masks, it's been cool a couple of days here. And, you know, I go out to walk my dog. And that's another thing, too. If you have a dog, you get built in exercise, you have to walk. Uh, but what I found was on a, on a cooler morning when I was walking the dog, I had my mask on and, you know, I could feel the cool air around my eyes, but my face was comfortable. And I'm thinking, this actually may come in really handy in the winter time as far as just keeping my face warm. I'm like, why didn't I think about wearing a mask before? Because I was always that I have the great jacket, keep warm and all of that, but my face would always get cold unless I had a scarf or something. Like, well, now I've got this um, safety device that we're you know we're all using right now. So it it's kind of a, a side bonus effect, if anything, for this. But yeah, doing the activity and, and one of the things too where a lot of people lost it. Like, so for example, you quit going to the gym because they were closed. A lot of people 
because they're not commuting to work anymore, they're not getting in their car. They're not walking from their car to the parking lot, walking around their office. They're at home, and most homes are not the size of an office. So you're, the number of steps you're getting in a day has dramatically decreased, unfortunately. And um, a colleague that I interviewed on my show the other day said, yeah, I got COVID-20. And I'm like, what's COVID-20? It's like, uh, well, it, I put on 20 pounds during COVID-19. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what that was. <laughs> So it's and a lot of people have been in that as well. So it's just getting active, you know, and, and eating properly and, and maintaining that energy. So your body doesn't have to use its energy to address the extra weight. It can be used to address and fight off the stress and prolonged stress, unfortunately, leads to burnout. So, and, okay, there you go. I was going to say for everyone who's, who's listening in, in the chat room, please take note that some of the most impactful things you can do to offset a potential burnout are free. They require no commitment to you, no subscription model, no membership. They're free. YouTube, read Michael's book. That might cost you a couple bucks. I'm sure it's worth it, right, Michael? But at the end of the day, the simple steps that make huge differences are all free. Breathing, walking, what I miss, Michael? <laughs> um, e eating, eating the right sleeping. food for you, sleeping, um, having boundaries around what you consume. Um, and that includes you know, the negativity of the news. I'm not telling people to stay in a cave and ignore what's going on in the world, but limit your consumption of it because the negativity weighs on us and it gives us stressful feelings because we don't like being stressed in, in the anxiety and uncertainty and everything else that's going on. Uh, with the election, for example, you can go on a news feeder and check in once a day and say, okay, you know, what's going on with this or what are the COVID cases in my community today? You can peek in and look, but you don't have to sit there and consume four hours of the nightly news every night because, again, it's just constant negativity. And so you, if you establish boundaries around what you consume and how much you consume, whether it's food or news or information or content, if you can control that, you will feel better because you're, you're controlling what you consume. And it's such a big, big boundary to establish. And it really helps. And again, that doesn't cost you anything. But Michael, I don't, I don't know if you can teach a 97-year-old anything uh, or if my mother's even listening. Um, but she consumes CNN 24-7. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, my 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 parents. Um, unfortunately, my dad passed earlier this year, but my mom doesn't watch as much of the news as my dad did. But yeah, they they were constantly on the news, and in a surreal sort of way, I'm I'm, and I'm not saying I'm happy my dad's gone, but I'm I'm relieved that he doesn't have to go through what's going on right now because he would not deal with it very well. So I I completely understand those uh, news junkies that you know just love watching. The news to get information but too much of something is not good unfortunately michael i know you have uh, a group called uh breakfast leadership uh you can quickly tell us a little bit about that because we kind of wrap up and then how people can get a hold of you yep uh launch the breakfast leadership network again to address uh the burnout situation work with organizations and individuals on burnout prevention unfortunately ends up being burnout recovery in many cases uh my podcast shows the breakfast leadership show talk to thought leaders around the globe regarding business small business their burnout journey if they had it and and how to help organizations and entrepreneurs you know, go to the 
next level and, and make the steps and avoid a lot of the missteps that so many of us have, have encountered. Um, I, I love the work that I do. A majority of the time, you know, is either working on my podcast or I'm doing a, a ton of speaking events this year, albeit all virtual. So my luggage misses me because normally I would be at conferences and speaking around the globe. But thankfully, I, I get to do it from the comfort of my home office and um, it, I get to speak and share this burnout journey that I had as well as giving people hope that if you are burned out, you can recover from it and you can learn some free techniques, quite frankly, that can help prevent it from happening again. Because it breaks my heart when I hear people say, I've been burned out a few times. Well, I was burned out once and it nearly killed me. So I don't want to go anywhere near burnout again. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I share what I do. That's why I made it uh, my vocation because I don't want to see people go through, you know, the experiences that I faced, unfortunately. How can they connect with you? How can they find out about all this? Uh, best way is go to breakfastleadership.com. I'm on all the social media channels under the letter B and then fast leadership. Uh, don't put that on a license plate. Um, and then also hashtag breakfast leadership. You'll find me on all the other places. My email is Michael at breakfastleadership.com. Drop me a line. More than happy to have a conversation, um, guide you, send you resources or point you in the, whatever direction I can to, to help people uh, get past this burnout. And your book 369 is on the days is unavailable on Amazon. I assume. Yep, that's on Amazon. I've got a new book coming out. Uh, I'm just waiting back from my publisher to get the final manuscript ready to get it to uh, the print house to get printed. It's a book, uh, the title of it's Burnout Proof. Um, and it's a full book on burnout. You know, 369 talks about my burnout journey. Burnout Proof talks about the things that we talked about today, including a, a, a new chapter that I added uh, on working from home burnout, which is such a huge challenge for people. So I'm hoping to get that back and in, out into the wild. It's probably going to be, you know, early, or late winter uh, 2021, depending on timing. But uh, um, be sure to let you know when that when that's out there. Well, love to get you back on. I, I, I this, this isn't going away. I'm sure we'll be having a continuous conversation, but great tips. Uh, great to, that you're so healthy um you, you you found your your sweet spot and uh we'll definitely need to continue the conversation also want to talk to you about a new venture that i'm involved with what is the adaptability quotient so it's not only helping people cut back but what can they do to to be feel better about themselves going forward so. oh, that's awesome no i look forward to our continuing conversations okay be well Stay thank, safe. You, thank you all thank, thank you, you very much Thanks. take care cheers Congrats. thank cheers. you that was a good one. I tell you, Andre, there's there's so much to unravel with this topic because A, it's fixable, B, it's free to do, C, the content is everywhere. Just do, you know, you've seen me in my keynotes, you've seen me talk about this time and time again. You don't, it, it's 2020. The past methodologies and, and, and mindset of just dealing with life as it comes at you in a negative way or letting it roll over you it doesn't have to be like, like that anymore. And I think that if you, you know, hopefully people follow what Michael's saying, follow what other people are saying. There's a movement in general that's out there to help people avoid burnout. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good. We, we had a lot of activity on the, on the chat today. Uh, hopefully a lot of people are listening. Obviously a lot of people need me, need Michael and you <laughs> to help them. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So just a couple things. Uh, this, uh, not ironically, coincidentally, happens to be the first show of our third year. Uh, two years ago, we, we launched it. So we're, we're in season three. 
Uh, but big, some changes are in place because things evolved mm-hmm. 2020. So first year you were job bite, second year you were figuring out what you were going to do. And, and now <laughs> with ROI shop and LifeWork integration, a um, lot of things going on. So not that this is your last visit to Geek Skeezers and right. Google Nation. Um, we'll, we'll have you back as you know occasionally, but uh, you won't be on the side. You won't be next to me or you won't be on the screen next to me uh, on a regular basis moving forward. And uh, but it, it's been fun. I mean, we've we've had you know, I was going to do kind of go back, and look at some of the favorite shows, but we've had so many really, really good ones. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and the last couple of weeks have just been phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah, it is bittersweet. Bittersweet. Um, I've, I'm forever indebted to you for tapping me on the shoulder to sit next to you these last two years. Uh, but the truth of the matter is I, I've got to I've got to allocate in other directions and uh, I'm sure this, the show will be fine. But there's so much more to come and there's so many unlimited possibilities of the way that people can leverage the guests and the content on this show so that they can not only make themselves better, but they can make their, their businesses better and their companies and their teams better. Yeah. So, and, and real quick, I mean, there's a whole lot of activity going on right now. It's like, apparently you're the popular one here. <laughs> because it's like, Hey, where are you going? Why are you leaving? You know, are you moving on to something new? So quickly, what, what's just share people where they can continue to get a hold of you and what you're doing. Yeah, no, the truth of the matter is I've been blessed to become part of the, 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 the ROI shop in a very big way. You know, we are a startup and we are blowing up. So I have to put all, as much time as I can into it. Uh, that, in, that includes Salescast, which is a modern, smaller model of a, of a podcast. But uh, you can always, for those of you that are interested in following me, I will always be on LinkedIn until the day I retire. Um, and, uh, you know, there's the sales cast. So really the number one way to find me is to go to LinkedIn or you could reach out to me. Um, uh, I'm sure if you have, if, if anyone ever needs me through IRA, you can get me there too. Um, but yeah, it's just exciting times. There's no looking back. It's just a lot of positive stuff going forward. And I'm going to try to turn a software company into a huge global brand. So wish me luck. <laughs> it's going to be good. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, I think that's an important message for, for everything that we're talking about, because, you know, certainly 2019, uh, you know, as a father of two, losing your job, figuring out what you want to do, have this dream to start this other business. All of a sudden, it's all, you know, as they say, the shift hit the plan last year. And then here you are starting a new business and then the shift hit the plan, yeah. COVID. And, you know, the, the reward for me, Ira, is how our guests have validated this. You know, I was talking to someone uh, who was interested in putting me in front of a bunch of other people, and they asked me about, like, the skill sets that I can offer. And I really don't know how I could teach anybody this more so than just share the story. And that made me realize that if I was going, if I had the time, I could go back through all of the clips that we've had and literally narrate the story of life work integration because it happened as we started. And then you saw the job fight experience, you know, they became our first sponsor and then moving into my own, you know, it's just really wild to see that if you do listen to the show and you do do the homework, you can in fact make the most out of the life you want. So again, I can't describe how grateful I am. <laughs> so this is the final question that was put up. Is it a time issue? And, and it probably relates to our topic today about burnout. And, uh, you know, certainly there's only X amount of hours in a day, right? 
Right. Well, and that's it. You know, at the end of the day, when you know, it's me and the two co-founders, we're blowing up the company. We're scaling. As it turns out, COVID, while COVID certainly did a lot of harm to a lot of people, it actually could have benefited a lot of people as well because now our entire business model literally caters to the entire sales organizations of the world. So there's just that much more activity. And, and the smart, you know, one of the pieces of advice I got was if you want to make a sculptor, you don't add bricks to it, you chisel away. And so as an entrepreneur, I have to focus on the things that I need to focus on. Unfortunately, I can't spend the time doing this. Well, you, you, you and I were synonymous with geek skeezers and Googleization. It'll probably always be that way. Um, yeah. You're welcome back, you know, anytime. I know you're a couple of weeks from now, you're scheduled back when Torin Ellis, big, big yeah. day for that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, and again, any, any other time, just reach out, we'll get you on any, any new and exciting things going on in your life. We'll, we'll come in and talk about it. So. Excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, absolutely. And thank you everybody uh, for listening. Um, our reader, our listeners, not our readership necessarily, but our, our listeners, our viewers, our downloads, they keep going up and up and up. We keep getting better and better guests, you know, because of that. So it just keeps feeding upon itself. So really do appreciate everybody being here. Uh, you, now that we are live on YouTube and Facebook, you can subscribe to those, get reminders every week. So uh, each week, if you subscribe to uh, my Facebook page at uh, facebook.com forward slash success performance solutions uh, or youtube.com forward slash Ira Wolf, uh, just subscribe and then uh, you'll get a little reminder on your phone or, or your desktop, however you want, uh, when we go live here. and uh, Or you can w4cy.com. Uh, you can just go up there every week and uh, click on the button and watch us live on video or listen uh, audio. Um, I want to thank uh, Success Performance Solutions for being a sponsor. Uh, we still have some openings for some additional sponsors this year. Uh, you can catch any of our replay now on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Amazon. We are now on uh, Apple, Google Play. I know Google Play is changing a little bit. They changed the name, but I think it's Google Podcasts now. Uh, and then uh, iHeart and Spotify and Facebook. Did we say Facebook? Yes, if, yeah, Facebook in the beginning. So, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. So I appreciate everybody being listening here. Not many excuses anymore to, to, to not get a hold of the shows or the replays, uh, watching it live or otherwise. So until next week, next episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization. And for the last time, this is Ira Wolf and Keith Compagna, my co-host. Don't let the shift hit your plans. Cheers. Cheers.